It is good to be back. I don't feel like feel like my tan's already wearing off. It's still there a little bit. Um, but why don't we? Oh boy, I haven't preached in a couple weeks, so you guys are in trouble. Maybe no. It'll be good. Go to Genesis 32 with me. I'm just going to talk about encountering him today, okay? Encountering God. We want to encounter the Lord in, in new and fresh ways. Um, but I believe that there's something that the Lord has highlighted to me this week and actually through the last few weeks. Um, and there's going to be a portion of this that as Jesus um, said some strong things, people are going to tend to want to run away. I promise you in your heart, you may want to run away a little bit today, okay? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to encourage courage today to deal with yourself. Hello, someone hear me? Are we all, we're, we're paying attention to me now, right? We're not talking amongst ourselves because I see a lot of chatter. Hi, I'm back. <laughs> no, I, I just feel like the Holy Spirit is really going to highlight some things for us that will help us to deal with ourselves in the midst of finding the Lord. Because he does want to encounter you. How many know that? The Lord is like really in pursuit of you. But there, as, as we were even uh, worshiping today, I just feel like there is there's some spots that we get blind on how to find the Lord. And it's because of the condition of our heart. Amen. How many know? I can tell you this. It's funny. I got out of my rhythm over the last few weeks, and, and I, I didn't find Jesus till like, New York to, to Boston. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, but there is an aspect of getting out of the rhythm of what you normally do and how you normally tend your garden to all of a sudden realizing I'm far away from the Lord, and I don't even know it. I'm not saying I backslid on vacation, but what I am saying is I found that there was, there's tendencies that I am used to. There's all, we get patterns in our lives, and God's wanting us to step in and beyond those things so we can find him in a healthy way. Ready? Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So go to Genesis 32 and chapter 1, and, and we first come to this place where I guess... Genesis 32, I got to get there, mercy, 32 and verse 1, did I say something different? Oh, well, we could go there, that's the beginning. So we have, um, I just want to remind you, like, in verse in chapter 28, Jacob encounters, he goes, he, he lays down and he, he has a dream and he sees the ladders. He sees angels coming up and coming down and ascending and descending and he had an encounter with heaven. And I just want to remind you right here that because this starts out, verse 1 says, so Jacob went on his way. And so he, he has a lot of problems between verse uh, chapter 28 and, and 32. There's a lot of action. It's all about getting married twice and then laboring for 14 years till he can get out and do his own thing. But he finds a lot of problems in between an encounter with the, with the angelic and then this encounter because we, we just know that he's laboring and things are going on and, and he's dealing with life, right? All of us have to deal with life. But he comes into this place and it says, so Jacob went on his way, and the angels of God met him. This is a supernatural book, and it always reminds us that we live in the supernatural. It says, then Jacob saw them, and he said, this is God's camp. And he called the name of the place Mahinium. 
And so really, Mahinia means two camps. It's, it's actually speaking about Jacob bringing his whole tribe. Actually, in, in, later in the chapter, it talks about Jacob having two companies of people with him now. See, he, it was only him walking with his staff through the land the first time, but now he's returned, and he's got basically an army of people that are walking with him and all his herds and all the things that God has, has provided for him, and he's got his whole family now. Two wives, there's a lot of stuff happening. Okay, so here he is. He's living in this place, and now he comes through this land again. And, and this is the place we know later on, as, we, as we're going to read, where he wrestles with God. But I'm telling you tonight that God is trying to, to, to show us a pattern in this because this is, he doesn't encounter the Lord until he, he hears that his brother Esau is after him. His brother Esau is coming to, to settle some things. And, and I just want you to see there's two places, there's two camps here. And when we look at these, these two camps, I want you to keep some things in mind. Because there's the natural, it's what Jacob has, but then there's the camps of angels that are there. Now, now I don't know about you, but sometimes when I read the Bible, I go, wow, that's pretty far out. I mean, you can just go to Revelation chapter 4 and you're, you're far out. You can go to Revelation, the whole book of Revelation, and you're pretty far out. But I, I want you to just have an understanding that the Lord himself is coming to meet with Jacob. God is about to encounter Jacob, and Jacob is about to encounter God. And so they, they come to this place where he's got all the things that he's accumulated, all the stuff that he's carried, plus he has all the family stuff that he's been carrying on, and it's going to pop up right now. It's about to surface and become alive and in color because the Bible says that Esau has now sent word, sent messengers that I'm coming to meet with my brother and I've got business to do. And I'm telling you, he's not happy. You know, Jacob, Jacob is, his name means supplanter. It means deceiver. It means not truth. Okay, and, and the Lord's about to transform the one that doesn't walk in truth to the one who is the prince of God. Okay, so we, I, I just want us to be in, in a position to receive right now because the Holy Spirit wants us to see Jacob's camp and an encampment of angels. You have the natural and the supernatural. Look at me. The Bible is supernatural. Our life with God should be supernatural. Our life in Christ is supernatural. But we also have to deal with the natural. You also have to deal with the things that are going on internally, the things that are happening on all around you. There's all kinds of things that, that are in trying to encamp in the supernatural. Hello, someone with me? Are you with me? Okay, we see the... We see the face of Esau is about to come and also the face of God. And the Bible says that, that Esau I hated, but Jacob I loved. And so there's an arm of the flesh that we see in the life of Esau that is coming to, to haunt. Hello. Coming to visit. Come on, coming to revisit and show back up in my life. And each of us, listen, the, the, it's the way of the Spirit, but there's the sin nature and also the new nature. Okay, so we want to look at a couple things because I felt like the Lord was saying we're about to step into a, a place. Everyone in, in this room, you, we have an opportunity every day to step out of the, the nature of sin into the realm of God, out of the flesh and into the spirit. Every day we have a choice. Every single day I have a choice. Whether I listen to the things of my past, because this is what he gets word of. Listen, your past is coming to find you. I'm not going to read the whole chapter. Promise me you'll read it when you go home. There's, a, there's an opportunity that when the, the, your past is coming to find you out, that you have an opportunity to run to God. 
that you have a decision to make when, when the old is coming, when old thoughts are coming, when all the things that would try and torment your mind or get your mind off of what God wants, you, wants for you with all the promises and all the callings and all the things that he has for you, all the beautiful things he has for you, there's always a barking dog in the back. Come on, and as we mature in Christ, as we mature in the Lord, as we walk closer, and as we encounter Him, everyone say encounter Him. You need to encounter Him. You must encounter Him so that you become free from all the things that, the sin that so easily entangles us. Why am I preaching on sin today? Oh, I tell you why. Because sometimes we, we forget and we put things aside and we begin to, we begin to operate outside of the supernatural and we start thinking in the natural and always when we think in the natural it's usually beginning to bring us back to the sin nature because you have a perspective that's not of the spirit you have a perspective that's of the flesh and so sometimes we think that if we remove ourselves from the place we are and we put ourselves somewhere else that everything's going to change Look at me. It's not true. That's the first lie you believed. That if I change my geographical location, even churches, right? All of us have changed churches at least once. Come on, some of us have changed churches like we changed shirts. Oh. But the Lord is trying to get us not to run, but to stay. Because actually your, your encounter is right there waiting for you. In that place where you feel like, I need to run from. Oh, believe me, I've done it twice. I've done it three times. Come on, I've done it four times. I've done it maybe five times. Oh, it's someone, it's just me in the room, I know. I, I'm telling you, I've, I've been in a situation where I've wanted to run and remove myself and break away. I need my new identity. No, no. God has one identi identity for you. You're his beloved. You're his son. You're his daughter. And nothing changes when you move yourself. Unless God calls you to move yourself. Oh, unless God calls you to move yourself. The, the, the grass isn't greener. On the other side, in the next ministry, in the next place, it's not greener. You think it is, but you still bring yourself there. Oh, okay, I'll go over here and get some water for a second. See, the problem is we live in this tension of wrestling. How many like wrestling? I used to too, yeah. I don't mind it. You want to get rough? Let's go. You know, I'm not afraid. But here's the deal. We live in this tension of wrestling. And remember, Paul said, finally, brethren, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Right? Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be, with it, may be able to withstand. Come on, when, when, when the old begins to confront you, it's, it's only the enemy's voice. All he needs is a little help from your flesh to get the enemy yapping. Come on. And, and it says we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Rulers, principalities, and powers. Right? And, and, and the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts of wickedness. Look at me, look at me, look at me. You live in a spiritual world. I'm going to go over here. You live in a spiritual world. Everyone in this room lives in a spiritual world, whether you understand that or not. God is trying to pull you out of the natural and into the supernatural, but that won't happen unless you let him in the room. Unless you let him into the place where you are. Unless you bypass all the thoughts that are coming at you, that are trying to distract you, condemn you, make you feel bad about who you are right now at this moment. Or, or tomorrow. You may feel great now. But somewhere, some way, that the enemy will try and talk you down and talk you out and remove you from your situation. 
I'm telling you, I'm telling you, it was right here. It was right here in this spot where he said, your brother is coming for you. And it's going to get ugly. And so what did he do? He shuffled. He got rid of all his stuff. Oh, and there's a message in that. He got rid of all the luggage. He got rid of all the extra. And, he, and it was by himself. Ready? Some of you, everyone in this place, needs to be in a posture where my heart is with the Lord alone. Because we're good at keeping things around us to buffer what God's trying to do. We're good at shifting and moving ourselves so that we, we, don't, we don't engage with God. We stay outside the Lord. We don't completely give ourselves wholly over to the, God, over to the Lord. And, and I know this. I know this. I know this. Because the Lord is always trying to get you alone. I mean, he loves the corporate. Don't get me wrong. But the place where we get changed and we get transformed and we get, ap- we get renamed. I cannot hear the Lord until I muddle through my stuff and then go with him. Go to him. And listen to what the Lord says in contrary to the things that I'm hearing that are not him. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. Having done all to stand. So God is trying to bring us into this place where we stand with him. Ready? Going back. Let's go back. Let's go back. Verse 22, it said, and he had gone, he arose that night, took his two wives. He, he told everyone to take a walk. Go away. And he took them over, took them over the brook and sent them. And then Jacob was left alone. And a man wrestled with him until the breaking of the day and I've I've preached from this multiple times but I want us to just focus on on these areas because it says in verse 7 it says so Jacob was greatly afraid distressed and he divided he divided the people that were with him that their flocks and their herds and the camels into two companies he sent them away He was getting ready. He was preparing, right, for what was about to happen. And then then he he encounters the Lord on that night. Everyone say, encounter. (laughs) I know. I'm going to say, you're going to say it a few more times. God wants us to encounter him in a personal way. And he wants to remove all the things that have been hanging on us, hanging around us, to bring us into a new identity that he's called us to and so second corinthians 5 and 16 says therefore from now on we regard no one according to the flesh even though we have known christ according to the flesh yet we know him thus no longer therefore if anyone be in what christ he's a new creation the old things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. And this is actually, this is a whole foreshadowing of what the Lord is about to do in everyone's life through the cross. He's about to show up and change your name. And if you don't know him in that way where he will change your name, you must come into alignment with that moment. And that means you need to make space. And that means you need to declutter. The things in your mind, in your will, and your emotions. That's your soul. See, the soul is what clutters us and keeps us from stepping into destiny. The soul is the thing that removes us from the presence of God. Unless, unless it's purified. Unless it's cleansed. Unless it's decluttered. Unless, the, unless we can get all the things out of the way. Because I'm telling you, God has called you to encounter him. There's things that just get in the way. So we have blockage. 
and it removes us. It, it keeps us on the outside. Listen, he, doesn't go, he really doesn't go anywhere. It's just a blockage. If anyone is in Christ, he is a what? New. New creation. And the new creation reality is your reality. And I'm going to encourage you today. Are you walking in that reality today? Are you walking in a place where you realize that all things have become new? Or are you, or are you carrying the other stuff like you do through the airport, like luggage? Wheeling it. Come on, I got weighed down with a few bags this last week. And the enemy is trying to weigh us down with bags. The stuff that we call ours. So there are lies that conflict with the thoughts of your life. Are you with me? There are lies that conflict with the thoughts in your life. And we have to make a choice. Are we looking into the face of the accuser? Or are we looking into the face of God? Because God has something completely different to say over me than what my mind, my will, and my emotions have to say. Are you hearing me? Come on, I know. I know I'm preaching good. It's just really quiet in here. There's, there's the Holy Spirit that renews your mind. And we have to step into the place where we're aligned with the Spirit of God and we allow Him to come in. Holy Spirit, come. I want my heart to be filled with the Spirit. I want a clean heart. I want a pure heart. I want to find the place of purity. And, when, and that comes by me going and acknowledging emotions and things that I'm carrying and, and stuff from my past that, yes, it was very real. It was real. But here's what, here's what Christians like to do. They think the Holy Ghost is just a stamp on it, and it's going to be fixed just like that. And I'm telling you right now, if we don't step into a process and allow the Lord to come in and deal with the, the, the raw stuff in our lives. I know, I go here every now and then on you guys. But there has to be that place where we step into and allow the Spirit of God to come and blitz How many know it's not comfortable? Guess what? We have to do the work. Yeah, I said it, work. We have to do the work so that we can move ourselves into a position where we receive the fullness of God in our lives. And that that means we move through the weeds and we acknowledge the weeds. I know this is what I'm feeling, but is is that from the Lord? Or is it from the enemy? No, sometimes... Sometimes the Lord is speaking to you and putting his finger on something, and and we have to be in that position to say, yes, Lord, all right, I agree. I repent. I just had to do it with the building process, I promise you. You know, no, I'll confess, yes, I'm fine. I am fine. But I realized that I had things that were cluttering my who I thought I was. Like, God, you, why are you not concerned about this? Are you not concerned about me? Are you not concerned about all these people? I'm just being honest. Are you not concerned about where we're going? Like, every time we're, getting, we're moving towards breakthrough, all of a sudden there's a, there's a break. Why are we breaking? Is there sin in my life? No? Yeah, there is sin in my life, not believing who God is. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, right? If I don't believe, like we, we go into situations and we think it's, it's all about me. No, it's not. It's what you believe about the Lord. Because we get fixated on what we're not doing right. How I'm not getting there because this, that, we got our list. Oh, people are holding me back. No, 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 no. People are not holding you back from doing anything. We're either not stepping into our place or we're deferring. Or we're not prepared. 
There could be all kinds of reasons. But I have to acknowledge, God, forgive me. Because if I'm not prepared, if my heart's not in the right place, if I'm looking at other things and other people and I'm waiting for someone else to do something, no, I've done everything. I've done all the, all the things that I have to do, right? It's easy with administration because I know everything's done. I'm just waiting. Uh, okay. Because I'm not going to partner with the accuser. And I'm not going to partner with a different identity over my life. I'm going to partner with the Holy Spirit. I'm going to partner with who he called me. I'm going to partner with the one who calls me Prince of God. I'll wrestle. Come on, there's a wrestling that has to take place. But we just don't like the wrestle part. Because then even Jacob, he says, what's your name? He doesn't even know who he's wrestling. And most of us don't know who we're wrestling. Most of us don't know who we're wrestling. Oh, there we go. We're silent. It's okay. Psalms 15, 1 and 2. Lord, who, who may abide? Who may live? Who may just park in your tabernacle? That's the expanded version. Who may dwell in your holy hill? He who walks uprightly and, war and works righteousness. Oh, there's that word work and speaks the truth in his heart and I was thinking about this how many times do you talk yourself out of things because you're not even speaking truth to yourself I'm telling you you can you can even acknowledge the right things and still be talking lies to yourself that you're unable to do it everyone in this room Everyone in this room is able to do everything that God has spoken to them, if God has spoken it. And usually, can I tell you, it's like, I have to be honest, the Holy Spirit, when you are walking in the groove, in the flow, there shouldn't be a lot of work. But I have to always do self-maintenance. I have to always check my heart. I have to always ask the Lord, Lord, is my heart postured correctly? Where am I disappointed? Look at me. We have disappointments. We have places where we fall short. Come on, it's okay. Look at me. It's okay to talk to the Lord about it. Can I tell you that the whole Psalms is filled with David talking to the Lord about every place where he was disappointed, where he felt like he fell short, where he made mistakes. I'm going to go into in Psalm 51 where he's all about it, where he just took a big oops and fell on his face. And so it doesn't matter what we've done in the past because God's love covers a multitude, a multitude, a multitude of sins. A multitude of stuff. We can't even pile enough stuff for God not to forgive it. Except we keep bringing it up. We keep digging up the old dead man. Oh, come on. It stinks. Leave it. Psalms 51, behold, verse 6, Psalms 51 and verse 6, behold, you desire truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden parts, you will make me know, you will make me to know wisdom. I'll read that again. Behold, it means look, look. You desire truth in the inward parts, God. And in the hidden parts, you will make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear joy and gladness that the bones you have broken may rejoice. Come on. Somebody, you got to be encouraged. Can I tell you when David spoke these words? Can I tell you when he penned these words right after he, he had committed adultery, right after he had lost the, the child, right after all the mess, all the, it felt like a curse was on his life. And then he says this, hide your face from my sins and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart 
O God, and renew, renew a steadfast spirit in me. Renew a steadfast spirit in me. And don't cast me away from your presence and don't take your Holy Spirit from me. So that tells me that there is no depth you can go. I'm not promoting sin behavior. Hear me. But I am telling you, it doesn't matter where you come from because we always measure our future to our past. Listen to me. Don't measure your past to your future. God's changed you if you are a new creation, which is the spiritual reality you live from. You are a new creation. You abide in the, in the glory. You abide in the presence of God. You, ab you abide so that you can walk in purity and holiness with the Lord. It only comes, it's imputed by the Lord. I can't do anything to make my behavior better. I have to go before the Lord and deal with all my stuff. <laughs> Come on. We're so quick to have a shalala, I'm good. You, I, I believe in laying on of hands. I believe in the power of God. I believe you can be delivered from stuff. But sometimes you get up and you walk out and four days later the reality's back. Or the non-reality's back. Testing you. Trying you. And you go, why? Because it's an unrenewed mind that hasn't been finished and God is looking to renew our minds so that we walk in the steadfast love of God. It's steadfast. Listen to me. It's steadfast. It never changes, and it only increases. It's always on the increase. When he comes, that's why he gives us an opportunity that, to be born again. I want to be born again. I want to be born from above. I live from a perspective where I am born from above, not from below. It's low-level thinking that keeps us in bondage. And the Holy Spirit is looking for a people that will continue to step in to the newness of life daily. Daily. There isn't any condemnation in Christ. There is now no, zero, condemnation in Christ Jesus. Because the Spirit of God has changed you. The, the blood of Jesus has washed you clean. The blood of Christ has done everything for us. And not only that, he died and he rose. I wasn't even here for Easter. But he rose again. It's Greek Easter. Yeah, that's right. Orthodox Easter today. So I can preach an Easter message, right? I'm telling you, the Lord's trying to bring us up out of the, out of the clay, the earth the earthly thinking into heavenly realms. And, and this is what he did with Jacob. Jacob is, is a, a picture of the transformation from one to another, from darkness to light, from the flesh to the spirit. There is no condemnation that can keep you locked up into the earth realm, into the place where your flesh is constantly screaming at you. I am telling you, the more you press into the presence of God, the more you desire to encounter Him, and it, and it must come sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we're outside the presence of God and we don't know how to get in. It is by the blood of Jesus. There is nothing you have to do. But I can tell you, you might have to do this. Meditate. Ask the Lord. We have real questions for the Lord. Ask him the question, and what's the result? <laughs> I'm telling you. We would <laughs> there are things that you can do. There are things that God is trying to open us up. Everyone say, open up. I want to be opened up. I want to be opened up so that the Holy Spirit can come in and show his light. And I know how to deal with the things that God is trying to deal with me on. Do you want that? Yes. See, because we think it's easy. And believe me, his burden is light and his burden is easy. Like his yoke is light and his burden is all those things. There's not a heaviness that happens in the presence of God, unless the weighty glory comes, and then you can't move. But I can tell you this, that the Holy Spirit is trying to speak to every one of you, every one of you. 
This is why even when I was bound in addiction and I got set free, I had still patterns in my mind that would continue to go back to the old thinking. And God says, no more. Listen to me. Ask me the questions, the hard questions. Look, God will answer the hard questions. You have to wrestle with the question. You're not, are you okay? Because we, uh, we want a charismatic, you know, wand. And it works sometimes, but not all the time. And I'm all charismatic, you know? I'm all about it. I'm all about impartation. I'm all about releasing things over your life. I believe in that. I believe healing comes that way. I believe deliverance comes that way. But then you have to reevaluate. When stuff comes back at you that you've been fighting and pushing back on, are you all right? I'm talking about real stuff because God wants to really set the entire church free. All right, where are we going to go? Through my notes and y'all are in trouble. Let's just go. Let's go here. I'll go to the ugly. Ready? Let's just go to the ugly. I was trying to stay away, but I, I can feel that there's, there's things. You guys can handle it. You guys can handle it. Just go, go to Romans chapter 1. And I'm going to bring you into a, a, little th a little something that the Lord was just dealing, you know, showing me this throughout this week. And then it came, you know, back at me this, this last few days. So Romans chapter 1 and verse 18. God's wrath on the unrighteousness. Welcome to church. All right, here we go. It's just that it's that verse there, and and then we're gonna get into more ugly behind it, but it's okay, because we always read this portion of scripture like it's for the total like person that's like off into deep sin. That's in a gay lifestyle, that's totally reprobate. But guess what? Paul wrote the letter to you and I. Oops. <laughs> Come on, you better laugh now. All right, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven. Oh, how many want to go to heaven? See how the wrath of God is revealed, which is good. Ready? This is all good. Listen to me. It's going to be okay. <laughs> oh, against all what? Ungodliness and the unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth. In unrighteousness. Let's just stop there for one big minute. <laughs> one big minute. I'm telling you, we like to suppress truth. You're like saying, what? I'm just talking. All of us like to not deal with, like, the truth in our face. Me, I'm getting a lot more comfortable with it. I like it a lot. Because people want to tell me excuses on why they won't or they can't walk in certain ways. And I can tell you why. Because they want to suppress the truth. Right? So here's the deal. God came, he gave himself on the cross, was torn open on his back, was crucified, and died as a propitiation for all the unrighteousness and all the stuff that I want to suppress. You know what a suppressor does? Joe, tell us what a suppressor does. <laughs> it quiets. Yeah, it quiets it down. So we try and suppress things so they're not as loud, but they still kill you. Oh, you can't hear it, but it'll still kill you. Or wound you. And so the Holy Spirit wants us to live in this place where I am wide open. God, I am an open book. Come in. Search me. Try me. Look inside of me. See if there be any wicked way in me. Come on, you'll be all right after today. 
See if there be any wicked way in me. And God, it's, it's like, listen, there is such liberty in finding out that God says, I see that thing, even the ugly in you. Yet, as you acknowledge it and give it to me, it's healed. As you continue to go before me, it's broken. As you continue to walk away and allow me to come in and deal with all the emotions, because there's some things that emotions trigger that cause you to walk unrighteous. Been there, done it. Still do it every now and then. It's things that pull you away from walking in truth. Ready? Verse 19, because what we may be known of, of God is manifest in them, for God has shown it to them. See, see, the Lord shows us the unrighteousness. He shows us the things. If, if, if. If I'm not suppressing truth. Come on, somebody. If I'm not suppressing truth, it will be revealed to me. If I'm not suppressing, if I'm not, because later on it says that they made, they, that basically is what's, what's happening in, 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 the Rome, in the Rome that Paul's writing the letter to is they're making gods in their own image. They're saying, okay, it goes back to the beginning. It goes back to Moses when he was on the mountain. It goes back to that because they, he's up there worshiping the Lord and God is engraving and giving. He's act, literally burning the Ten Commandments into stone by the supernatural. And they are down building, burning, and, and making an idol, an idol. And worshiping that. So this is no different what I'm about to share. Ready? It says in verse 25, for who exchanged the truth of God for a lie. For a lie. And worshiped and served the creature rather than the creator. Who is blessed forever. Amen. And we think it's like some gross sin. Let me just tell you a sec for a second. It's not just some gross sin. All sin is equal. Like this, across the board. Oh, we think one's up here and one's down here. A lie's down here. No, a lie is a lie. The Lord hates the liar. He hates, he hates lying. He hates anything that doesn't have truth. If he's coming, he's coming for people that are abiding in truth. He's coming for a people who are washed clean by the blood of Jesus, right? So here we go. We go, for this reason, God gave, gave them up to vile passions. And I know, I know, I know. It sounds bad. It's going to get better. For even their women exchanged the natural use for what is against nature. Likewise, also men. And then verse, we'll just jump down a couple because I don't want to get into all the gore. And even then, they did not like to retain God in their knowledge. God gave them over to a debased mind to do those things which are not fitting. Let me just say this. When we put God into some type of image that we can deal with, we are making another God. You shall have no other gods before me. That means that when I, I walk in truth, that I look at God for who he is based on scripture. Not on what I think. He, oh, he's tolerant of every religion. No, that's a lie. They exchanged the truth for a lie. Oh, he, he's okay with, with everybody. Oh, he loves everybody. But there's a place where the Lord is trying to pull us into truth that's radical truth that sets the captive free. And when you walk in it and all unrighteousness is broken off your life and you're walking in this truth, there is such power. Listen to me. I'll go over here. They're not talking. <laughs> there is such power in what God is doing because he's set us free from all unrighteousness. The Bible says that Christ came and the blood set me free and made me free from all unrighteousness. 
And so you walk in the truth of that. And what does that look like? He gave, as I confess my sin, he is faithful and just to forgive my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. And we think this is some magic formula. It's not. It's just repentance. It's just repentance. Right? Hmm. John chapter 1 and I will close I feel like I blew my voice out already it's weird John chapter 1 verse 43 this came to light a few days ago in conversation. But I love this. Because Jesus, right? It's the beginning of Jesus' ministry. He encounters Peter. Basically says, dude, you are a rock. Like, bro, you're a rock. I'm going to build my church on you. And he doesn't even know who he is yet. And he's about to just say, he's about to tell him in a few more, you know, chapters, get behind me, Satan. But, we, but this is the Lord we serve, right? And this is human, humans living with the Lord. And so we have to be real because his life was given that we'd be completely free. And there is something about that flesh that he left all of glory to come down. All of glory. God himself left all of glory to come into this man's suit. And not just, and give him, give himself completely. Like pour his life out. Like he didn't, Jesus, listen to me. Jesus didn't leave anything on the table. Look at me, you don't leave anything on the table. No one in this room has the reason, has the, the right to even think that we can leave anything on the table. You're like, wow, that's radical. Yes, it is. Because that's why he said, you need to give your life. The commission is to give our lives. The commission is not to kind of go almost there and then leave, leave, leave a quarter tank in the, no, no quarter tanks left over, no half tanks left over, no, all of it, all of it, all of it, just all of it, and I'm telling you, he's calling you to live in this, this realm that, believe me, when you get into the, when you get in this position where you position yourself that God, Lord, you have an open book in my life. You can come in. You can deal with every ugly thing. You can deal with the stuff I don't want to look at. I'm opening up so you point on the things that you want me to look at. Do you pray that prayer? And I'm not talking about being self-absorbed and always being in the dumps. I'm talking about living in a free, clean reality with the Lord so that he can do whatever he wants, whenever he wants to. And it's his priority to do whatever. He can do it whenever. That I don't ever hold back. Because he wants to come and invade you in such a way. He wants to encounter you. Just like we're going to talk about with, with Nathaniel. Remember Nathaniel. He says, look, I saw you. Look, he saw you. Before he even came to you, he saw you. Oh, you're going to be really encouraged by the end of this. Before he even came to you, he saw you where you were. He saw all the abuse you went through. He saw all the brokenness you went through. He saw every part of, 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 the, of the places where you didn't believe him for. He saw all that stuff. And he called you anyway. And I love this about Nathaniel because he sees Nathaniel and he says, in whom there's no guile. 
That means he was filled with truth. That means Nathaniel was this dude that was like, I want to know the truth. I want to deal with the truth. I want to know everything, and I want to be clean, and I don't want any. There was no flies on him. Come on. And this is how all of us as believers need to be. You don't want half truth. If you want a half truth, you could go to, never mind. If you, take a, take a pause. If you wanted half truth, you wouldn't want the gospel. If you wanted half truth, you'd want to just go, go, go on a ski trip. Yeah. Go to the beach for a week. This is why I don't understand. Sometimes there's something about vacation. We found ourselves like out of sorts. Took two days to like decompress. But I realized I love this. I love dealing with you and all your craziness. I do. So it's almost like, it's almost punishment putting me away for two weeks. No, I don't mean that. Do you understand? It was a week. But the reality is, I'm telling you, when you're on, when you're in the flow, you don't want to get out. Yet you have to have healthy boundaries. You have to live in the health of God. And the only way you live in the health of God is if you're taking a check. And you're checking yourself. And you're asking Holy Spirit, come in. And you're saying, listen, I give you access to every part of me. And then he gives you access to every part of him. It's not either or. He will always have access. You just can't see stuff because he doesn't have access. Do you hear me? Because if you want all truth, he'll give you all truth. What was that movie? It says, you can't handle the truth. And some of us can't handle the truth. And I pray that away right now in Jesus' name. We want all the truth. We want everything, God. We want everything you give us. We open ourselves up to the, to the truth of the gospel, that we're not shaded by any darkness that keeps us in, in some type of fog that we don't understand what you're doing. I guess I'll read it. Verse 17, uh, 47. It says, Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him. He said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Love it. How do you know me? I saw you. How do you know me? Jesus answered, said, Before Philip called, before Philip called you, you are under the, under the fig tree, and I saw you. Nathanael answered and said to him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. See, he knew. He knew right where he was. He knew the moment he saw him. And actually, he probably had all reeled in and probably knows exactly what he, who knows what he was thinking. Mm, we, don't think, we don't think about that part of the scripture, but he was probably sitting under the tree and he had some thoughts. Wonder where the Messiah is. Or he could have had some other thought. Hmm. Jesus knew their thoughts. Right? And the Lord knew right there where he was. And he said, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. And, he, and Jesus answered him and said to him, because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree. Do you believe? You will see greater things than these. And he said to him, most assuredly, I say to you, hereafter you shall see the heavens open and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. So here's the deal. Nathaniel came into an encounter with the Lord and he knew, let me tell you, God knows everything about you. Nothing you're going to speak to the Lord is going to be a surprise. Yeah, we think, oh, God, I'm hiding stuff. You ain't hiding anything. God is with you. God's around you. The presence of God is in you. You can't hide anything from the Lord. We can't hide one thing from the Lord. And then we're asking, look, who wants a word of knowledge like Jesus? There you go. That's what we want. We want to be able to speak to people, not to pope, you know, pull out their sins that they're hiding, but to say, listen, God saw you. Your destiny, he saw your destiny over here. And you begin to call the king and the queen out of someone's life, and something begins to shift and change. So we want to encounter with the Lord. God's going to bring you into an encounter right now. How about that? He can do it right now. He can do it right now. 
the Holy Spirit wants to encounter you. Not because it's just a good idea. He wants to meet you. And he wants to shift things. But my question is right now, right now, we're going to close our eyes. We're going to raise our hands. We're just going to pray a prayer together. I just want the Lord to, you know, it's good when, when you have a prophet come and he reads your mail. It's good. Although I've seen occasions where it's not been so good. I'm just saying, the Spirit of God wants, He, he has access to you. And I'm just going to just declare right now that we open our hearts. Why? Why are we opening our hearts? Because I say, I say these words. We do these charismatic and Pentecostal exercises all the time. You're going to give your heart to Jesus. Do we even know what that means? If I give my heart to the Lord, I give him everything. And so the Lord is wanting to come right now to every one of us. And we just say, Lord, just let the light shine right in my heart right now. Just open, open up. Yeah, we open up right now. Holy Spirit, I thank you. Thank you, Father. We just open every corner of our hearts right now, God. Every corner, every, every place. Every place. Is there, there is no place that I can hide from you. There's not one place I can hide from you. Lord, you see every part of my life. There's reasons why I'm not getting to the places that I feel like I'm supposed to. And I just give that to you. I give you my disappointment. See, it's okay to give him your disappointment. It's okay to give him the things that you don't understand. It's okay. Because he's God and he knows. And so, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you come in. That you open our hearts wide right now. We thank you for a face-to-face encounter even today. If it doesn't happen now, it'll happen later. When I'm alone and doing business with you. If it doesn't happen right now, it's going to happen later. It's going to happen tomorrow again. Come on, there's a flow of the, of the river of God that he wants to do, he wants to release in your life. But you have to open your heart and say, God, every anxious thought I give to you right now, everything I don't understand I give to you right now, every place where my past keeps coming up and trying to bite me, I give it to you right now. Every place of trauma in my life, I give it to you right now. And I'm, I'm rifling through things right now, but what you need to do is this. Just stay in prayer and just listen to me. You need to write it down. And you need to get before the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, I give you these things. I give you these things. Because the only hindrance in our life is the areas where we don't give to him. The only hindrance in my life is where I do not let him in. Really what I should have done, I should have bring journals today but I want you to you got you all you all have phones but don't get lost on your phone that's the problem so ready we're gonna we're gonna ask Holy Spirit I thank you I thank you father see there's new levels coming to your life When we get this right, there'll be new, fresh levels coming to your life. When we get in this rhythm of giving what we, our anxious thoughts, giving our thoughts towards the Lord and asking the Lord, asking yourself why you think that way. 
what you think about the Lord, what you think about yourself in those moments of disappointment. Listen to me. It's important. And then you pray and you wait and you listen to the Father's voice. The hardest part is getting the stuff out that you're fighting with, that you're struggling with. But when you go and you say, listen, Father, what do you say about me? I'm telling you, it pours out. Because you already put it out. You already put it out there. So, Father, I thank you, Father, for increase in the deep, intimate places with you. Lord, I thank you that every person here, even people online tonight, God, I thank you that you're bringing us into new levels. Lord, of, of encountering you. Lord, of being free of the things that have hindered us in the past because we encounter you in a, in a, in a real way, in a tangible way. And so, Spirit of God, rest on people right now. Lord, let them understand. Lord, let that wisdom and understanding come. Let that revealing come. 